Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Most guys tell me they're allergic and I think they're lying. They're just, yeah. They just are sexist. I know they're lying because I tell guys I'm allergic to dogs mm-hmm. if I think their dog's ugly. <laughs> The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health, I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. Today, we are entering with a brand new Thursday episode into the month of August. I have not decided what the topic would be for this month because I was busy being depressed last month. (laughs) So this month, I feel like the episodes will be a little bit kind of all over the place, but today I thought we could be fun. We can make it fun. So I have one of my favorite people, one of my favorite podcasters on today's episode, and that is Hannah Burner. We are starting this episode. It's actually going to be an episode that was on her podcast beginning of the year. And I just love the episode so much. We will be playing it today. That episode is so hilarious because it was during the time where she broke her arm skiing And she's just so cute and so funny. And basically, I flew to New York for the day to do her podcast and a few other podcasts that day. And I was there for less than 24 hours. I don't know how I did it. I didn't even have time to eat. I was just doing back-to-back things. But I made it on her podcast. She made it on mine that month, I think sometime in March. Today's episode is just very fun and cute about guys going down on us, (laughs) some feedback about porn addiction, Hannah's current ski accident, past ski accident, all of our struggles, whatever our struggles were in March. I'm pretty sure I was complaining about back acne, whatever it was. I don't know. I mean, you know, every day there's something new to complain about because it's fun when you're doing it with your bestie. So hopefully you guys can enjoy that episode. Before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to today's podcast, which is almost adulting. Please leave me a five-star review on the Apple podcast app when you can, whether it's right now or when you finish listening to the episode, because it really helps the growth of my podcast and I read all of your reviews. We are also on YouTube, so don't forget to subscribe to Almost Adulting on YouTube so you can watch the full episode on Friday, which is tomorrow. Anyway, that will be all. Enjoy today's episode, and I love you, besties. What's up, guys? We're back to burning in hell, talking about demons with, honestly, the person who's been on the pod, I think, the most in the history of burning in hell. What? Violet Benson, bitch, is back. Yay! You know her from Almost Adulting. You know her from from Daddy Issues. You know her from literally her face is everywhere. Her tits are everywhere. And we're obsessed with her. You flew all the way from LA today to be here. Yeah, just for the day. And people are so surprised that I'm doing that. You're just like a next level jet setter, I feel like. Yeah. And it's also called Adderall, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With Adderall, you can do anything. Also, your family came from Russia, so like going across country is not that big of a deal. Well, I'm so allergic to my cat that I was actually so excited (laughs) to fly somewhere to take one day off from her so I can enjoy fresh air and not have allergies. Wait, I did not know you were allergic to pancakes. Are you joking? No. Isn't she like, and she's not hyperallergenic? No, she sheds on everything I've ever, even when she's not next to me, somehow I have hair on her hair on me that is here right now yep she here she makes sure you never forget her that's the toxic trait that's a toxic trait of yours the one thing you love being the thing that hurts you it's (laughs) literally my most toxic relationship of my life 
is the one I have with my cat. And you know what? I said, it's 2023 and it's time to get rid of anything that's toxic in my life. And I'm starting with my cat. So when I come home, I said, bitch, you better be out of the house when I'm back. No, you did not. Yeah. I was like, you're gone. I don't care what happens to you. Not my problem. You don't pay rent. You're not <laughs> thankful. You, you Has she ever get, got me a gift for my birthday? Never. She's so ungrateful. Not she, even a text? Not even a text. <laughs> She's so ungrateful. She's always like, mom, food. Mom, I pooped. Mom, I scratched everything. Mom, I shed on everything. Can I have pancakes? Yeah, you can take her. I don't know what's going on with you. Who took over your body? I'm kidding. I'm so obsessed with her. I was just like, I have moments where I was recording other things today. And there's these random moments where I would just be like, I miss my cat. I know. Most guys tell me they're allergic and I think they're lying. They're just, yeah. they just are sexist. I know they're lying because I tell guys I'm allergic to dogs. Mm-hmm. If I think their dog's ugly. <laughs> so they're lying. I am allergic, but not as bad as I am to cats. Which dogs do you think are ugly? Most of them. <laughs> no Which offense. dogs do you think are handsome? Oh my gosh. Something. A husky? Badoodle or something. Germadoodle. Doodle. Doodle. <laughs> something. Ba- something that. A doodle is a Jewish Lake poodle. Lively has one. Oh. I don't know. They're hyperallergenic. Hyper-allergic. Oh, the labradoodles? Labradoodle. I'll kick a labradoodle. I don't like a labradoodle. You'll kick them? Like, I just don't... I'm calling PETA. <laughs> I don't think... You know what? At this point, you're not taking my cat. I just think labradoodles are a made-up thing that, like, white people use to, to cover their depression. Okay, so this is perfect for me. <laughs> what do you mean? So like, yeah, I'll take it. I want a little chihuahua to walk around with. Like, so bad. You're lying. No, I want one. I want a hairy chihuahua. Chihuahua? That's what I call my pussy. I don't... I don't mean to... I get it. Like, chihuahua owners are so obsessed with their dogs. And, and, you know, when I see TikTok videos of chihuahuas at this point, I've gotten used to them and I like them. But it's that's not a dog. That's like a rat. I know, because I don't like dogs. I want a rat. Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather have a rat. I was like, I want a dog that, like is not too big and like loves to cuddle and like meow sometimes. <laughs> so a cat. a cat. I like King Charles Spaniels. They have like the long the like Oh I like you know, those dogs. Girl with no job, they have them. No, I don't know. But yeah, I like that dog. <laughs> you know, anyway. <laughs> okay, wait. So long story short, we're back in New York. I'm here for the day. I flew in this morning. I did some stuff for someone. Then I I recorded two other podcasts. And now we're here. I haven't seen you in six months, bitch. Stop. Six months. Been since July when I went over to your house. Really? Yeah. What has changed? What's going on? Were you not having sex six months ago? By choice? By choice. I don't like these terms. I feel like I see people sometimes post and want to show off like look I've been celibate blah blah like I'm like what is the big deal it's like you're you're either fucking or you're not Mm -hmm. everyone goes through dry spells it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal I masturbate all the time but you know what I just realized that was so funny what I forget that people get really nervous about their phones because they're being shady and I forgot I forget that when I date I'm always so fidgety with my phone and I never realized until the interview I just did earlier today that People may take it as me being shady when in reality, I always get so nervous they're going to see the porn sites I'm on. And that's why I put my phone away. (laughs) And they're thinking like she must be talking to so many guys. Like, I don't have time. My fingers are so busy. So you leave the porn sites on your phone? Because at one point I was going to the private sites and then I'm like, who am I hiding from? My cat? Like, I live alone. It's not a big deal. It's not that deep. So I started going. But now it's like on my... You know how sometimes you have the safe search? Yes. Or like the windows where the ones you visit the most. I'm like, come on. It's not. I don't even visit it that much. Shut up. So I watched porn on my computer. Is that crazy? No, I do that too. Oh, so you're like, I use all of the screens. I'm not discriminating against a screen. I've never though sat and done on my TV. No, I've never done TV. Then I would feel like I have a problem. Then, then I'd be yeah, like, then you're creepy. Then you have a sex Wait, addiction. by the way, I haven't had sex since last six months ago guys have still gone down on me (laughs) just want to you just haven't had p in the v yeah i made the decision a while back to work on myself (laughs) so you're the only one allowed to orgasm no no i'll i'll return the favor if it's good honestly the guys that have been dating 
have changed my mindset, aside from me getting to know men more and not getting too attached to them, the fact that I've ever dated any men that made me feel weird about my vagina or feel nervous about going down. You know, I feel like when we're younger, when we're in our early 20s or teenagers, we date guys and everything we learn about sex is through porn. Mm -hmm. And that's what we think we're supposed to be. We're supposed to just act like a porn star. And, it, and you know, and then you don't even bother having them go down. You're like, no, 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 it's fine. Don't worry about it, babe. Like, let me just suck you off. Mm -hmm. And it's so nice when you start dating older guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Or what I consider older, like just not, you know, someone in their, not in their 20s, early 20s. They're so obsessed with like going down on you, making you orgasm. Like this one guy that I was talking to a while back, I didn't even, we can't even stand each other. Yeah. But we randomly one time started hooking up no sex though and he like went down on me then after he finished going down on me he like started trying to make me squirt <laughs> and I didn't even, I've never squirted before I was like excited for the journey though I was like cool maybe this will happen for me I've always wanted this to happen and then when he was disappointed because I didn't I wasn't even sure if I squirted. I was like, wait, did I squirt? Why am I so Or did I pee so on you? Yeah. Or did I pee? I had no idea what was Same happening. Thing. He was just like, oh, whatever. And then I thought <laughs> we were done. He flips me over and he starts eating my ass. And I was like, wow. Wait, is this good or bad? I was so impressed. Ah! I was just like, and it felt so good by how obsessed he was with pleasuring me. I mean, he literally just kept licking my whole body. And then when he flipped <laughs> me over to lick my butthole, he was like licking my V again. And it's, and like the guys that I've dated, even though I haven't slept with them, the fact that they've been so excited to just pleasure me. Yeah. Like even this one guy, I was like, oh, I'll just use my vibrator. And he still wanted to try to eat me out while I was using my vibrator. Yeah. Like they were just so, they're so obsessed with my V. Yeah. And it's such a, after that, I'm like, I wouldn't, I can never imagine dating the men I've dated when I was younger. The fact that I just focused on their pleasure and forgot I had any. Thank you for sharing all that. Sex in your... <laughs> this is an auto-erotic... I mean, what is it called? Audio-erotic, whatever. I just think that guys having sex with you in your early 20s can fuck your shit up because they don't know what they're doing. You don't know, know what you're doing. You both don't know what each other wants. And then a, next thing you know, you think that's what sex is. Yes, literally. Or even when they say silly things like, I hate using the P word, but I'll just say it. Pussy? Ugh. I've said it like four times already. Oh, but you know when they when they make comments and they think it's so flattering, like I don't really like eating pussy, but I love yours, and then it still doesn't make you feel good because you're like, oh, so is he just normally disgusted, but he's doing me a favor? I'm confused. I feel like first date we should start asking guys, do you like eating pussy? Literally, or, because it's like I don't want to be fucking four weeks in. And then he suddenly has this conspiracy theory against vaginas. I just think it says a lot about a guy if he like, if he, at least, I don't, I just think it's weird if he doesn't. It's a like, um, it's called triangulation. Narcissists use it where they're like compared to other people. Like I don't normally like that in other people, but I like it in you. But there's other people and compare, it's just like a, com a comparing controlling tactic. Exactly. It's just, I don't know. It's, I think a lot of women are just genuinely feel weird about their private parts True. i never really like l loved going guys don't going down on me me too because it complicates things it's like okay well now i have to be conscious of like if i'm gonna fart in his face if i'm gonna do something weird if like i'm gonna poke him in the eye with my italian pubic hair <laughs> my ex-boyfriend used to do this weird thing aside from cheat on me all the time <laughs> <laughs> he did this other silly thing where he would always want me to send him pictures of my vagina and then I'd be like let's call him Bob and I'd be like come on Bob no and you and you threaten me that he's gonna break up with me if I don't so then I know now looking back it sounds insane right you know but then we were together for like on off for eight years so <laughs> it took me a long time to learn my lesson but it's so crazy and he would be like come on send me a picture of your vagina I need to see it I need to see it and then I'd be like, no, please. And then I'd be like, okay, fine, but last one. And then I sent him a picture of it. And then he's like, no, V, you know which one I want. And I'd be like, no, Bob, please don't make me do it. And he's like, V, send it to me. I'm going to break up with you. And he would love it when I would open my lips <laughs> and send him the one from the inside. And I'd be so disgusted with my own vagina because I still don't really understand. You know, I'm not comfortable with my own body. I'd be like, please, Bob, no, don't make me do it. And he's like, send it. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like in the video you're like 
And I wouldn't even look at the picture. I just send it and I'd be like, okay. But it's so you didn't have like a comfortable understanding of like why he was into it. And he also was like not hot. I felt shame. Yeah, that's also not a hot experience when you're like not comfortable with it. You're being threatened. (laughs) Yeah. It's like he wasn't making you feel comfortable and then you didn't even feel like proud of it because you didn't even understand why the fuck he was being so forceful about it. Literally, like looking back at it now, I finally realized, oh, he was obsessed with my V. Yeah. But when I was younger, I didn't understand why he kept wanting it. Yeah. Although one time he also said, do you still have a picture of my dick? And I said, yeah. And he's like, can you send me that too? And I was like, what? Why? He's like, send it to me. I'm going to break up with you. (laughs) I am the biggest people pleaser in this fucking world because my whole life, you're a good athlete if you don't hear your inner voice. You have to constantly be like, I'm not nervous. I'm not scared. You have to like gaslight yourself. And then you just ask your coaches, what do I do? So I go into that zone of like, Des, what do you want me to do? Okay, I'll do it. When realistically, I also didn't want to disappoint him. He was so excited to ski Aww. with me. But then you have to Right, think- you want your partner to be happy. You want to, and it's like when your partner is so into something, you want that to become your Yes, and too. he kept telling me, he's like, why are you going on all these podcasts saying you hate skiing? I thought you loved it. And I go, this Aww. is the thing. I want to love it for you. But like, I'm talking on these podcasts because I'm like finding my inner voice. And I started doing all these stand-up bits shitting on skiing. I just posted one. So funny because then like the day after. It is karma. The ski gods got me. They fucking got me on the green. They're sensitive. I do have to work with my people pleasing. Recently too, like in this career we're in as entrepreneurs, like sometimes you're busier than others. And when you start doing well, you get busy. When something bad happens or whatever, you're not busy. And I've had the ups and downs in my career where like no one's hitting me up. Suddenly everyone's hitting me up. So I never take it for granted. (laughs) No, you've been a consistent bitch. That's why I love you. Recently, I've been like getting busier and... I feel like I have to say yes to everyone. And it's like, how do I decipher which people to say no to? And then it's like, do you just say no to everyone and just say yes to the things that are super important? Because like, I'm only one person. Yeah. But I want to be a superhero and I want to make everyone happy. No, I stopped doing that at this point. I kind of just, because I forget who said this, if it was on an episode that I just recorded or where I heard this, where part of growing up is starting to listen to your body. That means that morning when you woke up, like, I'm feeling tired and all this. You need to listen to it. Like your body is telling you, actually, maybe don't work out today. Like instead of instead of forcing yourself, like, no, I, I got this. I can do this. So your body's telling you today's not the day. Because your mind will lie to you, but your body won't. Exactly. That's it's like when you start having panic attacks when you're with the wrong guy or when you like can't eat. Yes. When you're with the wrong guy or if you just start crying for no reason. Aww. When bad things happen to us, which they do, find the funny in it. Literally. It it helped it really helped me when I was lying there so depressed with my right hand crumbled to have all my friends and random people enjoying this funny video. But it's part of growing up is listening to your body. Your body told you that morning that you're not ready for it and you still did it. And that's what my mom always tells me when I overwork or overdo things. She always tells me, Violetta, you need to you need to take a break. You can't be everything for everyone, nothing to yourself. And she also taught me yes. that if you don't take a break sometimes when you need to. Your body will take it for you and it will be at the most inconvenient time. That is literally what happened to me. Yeah. Literally what happened to me. And I have to get better at people are not going to hate you because you say no to them. When people are upset at you because you have certain boundaries, it's only because they benefit from crossing your boundaries. You want to be happy in life, right? And making other people happy makes me happy so then I was just like okay the way to be happy is just to make everyone who needs to be happy happy but then you get to a point as an entrepreneur where like it's not possible to make yeah I I was in that point recently and my mom just always just gives the best advice and she just told me like Violetta like life is really short and I'm like I know but I don't want to hurt anyone's I don't want to hurt anyone and she said look life is so short you're gonna hurt people regardless and then the end of the day, you just have to learn how to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. Life is too short for mm-hmm. you to always worry about everyone else. And I have to be honest, there I have to find what makes me happy besides just trying to make other people happy because that seems not healthy. <laughs> you can't just like always just be living for other people's happiness towards you. You have to internally be okay with yourself and not have, well, that's why we're in social media and I, I love attention. Okay, so with your right hand being broken, 
sucks. I can't what give, can you do? I can't give hand jobs. Not okay. that I ever did give a good hand job, but right, it's not the best option. hand job. I'm a little nervy because as a tennis player, like I really hope this doesn't affect me long term. But th- you know, like little things like zippering your pants or like opening a bottle. Like I just can't do it right now, and it's driving me off the wall because I am. Like when I was younger, like as a kid, I wanted to like walk at nine months and like feed myself and do everything myself. So I feel like a baby. And then I'm also can't decenter men for my life because I have to ask my husband to open every bottle. Aww. I know. You're so like, I'm not a feminist I'm icon so right weak. now. I know. I literally just put on my van and go, eh. Does he my love toothpaste. it? Does he love that you actually need him right no. now? He's like, oh. I'm so over it. Can so you just heal it. already? Yeah. I guess he does feel helpful, but it's like stupid shit. Like I'm like, could you to put my sock on yeah and he's the old one he's the one that's supposed to be you know yeah he's like i hope you heal soon because yeah (laughs) i'm gonna need a back brace i need to take care of me it is interesting though Ooh, for men i know like we love talking about mental health i did have a weird thing happen though when i hurt my hand there was this feeling of like oh now people can like feel bad for me for a reason like when you're struggling mentally no one will ever acknowledge it but like when you're struggling physically everyone is like are you okay and for a moment I felt like my exterior matched my interior in a way well where's that coming from I'm very strong like people would never tell if I'm hurting so it was nice to like have an excuse for someone to actually be like oh I hope you feel better even though, like, emotionally, it's much harder for me in life than physically. But are you, are you struggling emotionally right now? I just think, like, I've always struggled with anxiety and depression. And it goes up and down throughout the years. But, like, no one Aww. acknowledges it ever. Right. It's hard when you see someone, especially comedians or people that seem overly bubbly. You're such a bubbly personality. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think we're all to blame for that. I think even myself, I, f- I forget myself that you can maybe be struggling. Because I see on social media that you always look oh, so yeah, bubbly and, and happy. Media is you forget to be like, oh… Those people are usually the ones who are hurting the most. Yeah. And I do think like even when bad things have happened to me, my friends are like, well, you're tough. Like you're going to be fine. Or like, well, she's not as strong as you. So like people have said that shit to me before. And I'm like, I'm fucking hurting. I just like am am good at putting on like a strong face and I'm going to force myself to like work. It was an interesting feeling when I put this on to be like, see, I'm not perfect. Oh, but you you felt like you finally can get the valid. Yeah, you know? what you're saying. That, that's actually, that's really endearing and slash a little sad. I know, it's sad no, as it, it makes, No, it, <laughs> it, it breaks my heart that you needed to be injured physically to finally get this type of a little validation and empathy and love that you yeah. needed on, from but the outside. But it's also, I put on like, I didn't know like, how to ask. Yes, I'm a fucking superhero yeah because that's what I put out there and that's what I want to be yeah but like to get injured and have people not also I feel guilty when I'm depressed I feel guilty when I'm anxious and there's always people who are like oh it's sucks you're sad you should talk to someone or like oh yeah it sucks that's happening to you where when you get hurt everyone's like wow oh my god that's horrible I'm sorry where no one says that with mental health you know when you said you like watching porn on your phone I just envisioned you like one of those ESPN commercials where you're on a date but instead of trying to watch a football game you're trying to watch porn and he's like talking to you like I or I open my phone trying to show something it's like was has that music go just <laughs> like uh singles in your area do you feel like there's porn you've watched that have made that has made you feel more comfortable with yourself or gain confidence or is it just like constant like okay this is some weird porn shit that i'm not going to try to like copy there's some porn i would say that makes me laugh mhm I have a few favorite like porn. Like comedy porn. I have a few favorite porns. But one thing that pisses me off the most about porn is when it's someone that's coming over to fix something in your house. And then I scroll to the end to see what happened. And they never fix the thing. Oh, and it God. pisses me. Okay, there's this Power one porn that I love. when it's like your house is falling down? No, this plumber guy. This girl, she, her boyfriend ties her up and then they hear something and he, the boyfriend's like, no, I'm out. It must be your dad. And he leaves the girlfriend still tied up, which is so weird. Why would he leave her naked tied up? Like if it's her dad, it's weird, whatever. So she's tied up and then the plumber comes over because she called the plumber earlier. Oh. And he's like, oh, where's your boyfriend? She's like, just untie me. He's like, but do you like this? And she's like, oh my God, yeah, so much. <laughs> you know, of course, that's usually, but anyway, then then the banging. 
And the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like, is he going to fix drip, the toilet? Drip, drip, Because she drip. literally says, my dad called. He's going to be so mad at me. We need to fix it. And then they forget about Signs it. Signs you live alone in your 30s. <laughs> You're like, can someone just help this girl out? <laughs> and then I go all the way to the end. He remembers to come on her face, but does he remember to fix the toilet? No. Absolutely not. Her dad's going to be so pissed at her. These plumbers out here, like, never plumbing the right pipes. But you have to, like, relax with the porn, you know. You can't overdo it because I remember at one point I needed handy people to come to my house to fix my sink. And I kid you not, these two men came over my house to fix my sink. And I kind of looked at them for a second and my brain goes, oh, my God. (laughs) This could totally happen. Like, I could totally bang them right now. Like, this is a porno. And then I was just like, oh my God, this is a Friends episode where if you watch too much porn on accident, you realize that everything can be a porn scene if you make it happen. (laughs) If you believe in it, anything can become a porn scene. We're on casting couch right now. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, it was two buff men Mm -hmm. in my house fixing my sink. And I looked at them for a second. You just start tying yourself up. They're like, are you okay? But yeah, I was like, oh my God. This is how it happens. And then I was like, they're also thinking about this. Like, no, that happens to not. me with strippers, with like police strippers. Like, when the police come in and then they strip for like bachelorette parties and stuff. Now, whenever I see a hot policeman, I'm just like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do <laughs> You're it not, not keeping that shirt on. Are you gonna do it or do I need to no ask? Who's that hot with a police uniform that's not gonna rip it off and have a little man thong on? Yeah. Make yourself useful. Ask, ask next time. <laughs> Are you going to do it or do I need to ask twice? <laughs> Help me, officer. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like you are the most sexual, least sex active person I've ever met. It's weird. I think when you go a long time without it, you miss it less. I don't even... I, I remember what it feels like. At this point, I'm like getting over that. Has your vagina like sewn itself up? Are you a virgin again? Yeah, I'm basically a virgin. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Well, even, even when I've masturbated, I don't put anything inside of me. Is this an energy thing? Oh, Not yeah. I definitely don't like exchanging energy. But I think it was more working on myself. So I kind of stopped dating and then I ended up focusing on work a little too much. Yeah. And then I was also not feeling good in my body. And I think I think there's this whole thing of destination where you always think to yourself, once I do this, then I'll be happy. Once I do this, yes. I got really hard on myself and I was like, well… Once I lose weight, then I'll feel ready to date someone because I didn't feel comfortable getting naked in front of anyone. Because I I gained weight after getting off birth control and I couldn't lose it and it was making me feel bad about myself. I remember you talking about that on social media, which was super fucking vulnerable. A vulnerable queen. I actually, like five days ago, just stopped taking my birth control. Yeah, but most people don't gain weight when they get off birth control. They say you actually lose weight sometimes because it's like less… Estrogen. Actually, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But not me. why did you gain weight? Ask my body. I don't know. Why do you ask stupid fucking questions? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Why did you? Very valid. Why did you get off birth control? I got off birth control because a part of me felt ready to freeze my eggs. And I think that's another thing that a lot of us women, it's hard to get to the point that you're thinking, oh, is it time for me to freeze my eggs when you hit your 30s? Because it's kind of makes you feel that part of you thinks you failed because what you're supposed to do with your body is, you know, get mm. pregnant the natural way. Mm-hmm. Or if you go through the process of freezing your eggs, then it's, for me, felt like confirmation that I am getting older. Because I don't feel older, mm-hmm. but my body is getting older. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. So it was me having to be forced with the fact that I'm getting older and also… It's the fear of, can I even get pregnant? Mm-hmm. Which That's we not- don't even think about. We just are scared of it our whole life. And then one day we're like, wait, I get- is it even possible? I was literally, so- I'm going through the process right now. <gasps> and I was literally so scared to find out. One of the reasons I didn't want to do it at first, because I was too scared to find out when they figure out if I have how many eggs, how my have? ovaries are. are. Yeah. Like, I was just, I was wait. so sure that I had nothing there. Because it's like, we all had that one time. That our boyfriend came inside of us and we didn't get pregnant. And we're like, oh, it's because I can't give, give yeah. birth. Yeah. But my ovaries are great. Apparently, they were super young. And <laughs> I found out. It was nice. But when I got birth control, I gained 10 pounds that I couldn't lose. And then I got acne on my chest, Dude, on my back. being a woman is so annoying. Continue. I still, six months later, I still have random acne on my back which again made me feel insecure about myself and then I would get acne on my this is all hormonal by the way neck yeah on my neck and it's cyst acne 
Cystic, yeah. Cystic, sorry. That's good. I yeah, still cystic. have it. Like I still have it and I yeah. still have random acne on my back. And of course it's it's not fun. I want, as someone who just got off my birth control and then I was also like switching on to Prozac from Paxil because apparently Paxil is an SSRI that you can't, you should not get pregnant on. But no one told me that. And I was like, God forbid I accidentally get pregnant. So I'm switching all this stuff. I break my hand and I'm just like having all these feelings. And I feel like I was kind of PMSing and I'm like, is it because I'm off my birth control? I'm switching this. And then I started like spotting because I went off my birth control. And then I'm also trying to have like a full stand up tour. And I'm like, being a woman is so fucking hard. And like hearing you talk too, like we were talking about Trevor Wallace, who's this amazing comedian. Aww. He's like around my age. And I was like, Trevor, you're like me, like we're on tour, whatever. Imagine if you also were like, what if I accidentally had a kid or decided to have a kid, have a kid in the next five years? Imagine having to factor that into all your shit. And he's, and he's like, like, I don't care. She'll crazy. take care of it. This cr- I mean, my girl, if she wants it, she... But like, you're such an impressive iconic entrepreneur and you've been in the game for a fucking long time and you've reinvented yourself 78 years dinosaurs were around it's incredible and your ovaries are so fresh as a little pumpkin the fact that you've been like able to combat all this but I also think it's because you're so vulnerable and because so many people can like be on this journey with you also I'm laughing so hard because we were like what should we talk about and we've literally talked about the hottest topic so far (laughs) I know but you know what else is so lame i'm getting my period so i usually get it the first week of the month yeah so i'm about to get my period so i start to pms is the worst is when i feel bloated and i get really emotional yeah and i got emotional on the plane because basically i'm legally deaf in my left ear yeah and i've never made a big deal like i never really cared about it at all until the pandemic happened and during the pandemic it was the only the first time that it it was kind of in my face because people wear a mask and they have to be far away from me so i couldn't read their lips and i can't hear them yes so it was the first time that i didn't know how to react but i tried to just pretend like it's not happening because i just don't want to add on it makes me feel weak you know because it's something that i can't fix Yes, I guess with a hearing aid. I don't like. I don't know. I can't explain. I'm like in denial. It doesn't about go it. well with your outfits. <laughs> no, but it's the same thing. It's kind of I'm like I'm in denial about it. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to add another thing. Mm-hmm. So two days ago, or like yesterday, I was laying on my cat, and <laughs> <laughs> but I was listening to her purr, and I was listening to her purr with my right ear, and then when I randomly was looking at something, I flipped over with my left ear, and I could barely hear like at this point I could hear like five percent or maybe I'd even hear it and suddenly my brain goes fuck are you joking like I haven't even processed the fact that I I could potentially fully lose the hearing in my Mm -hmm. left ear Mm -hmm. like I just lost the 10 pounds Mm -hmm. that I was feeling (laughs) shitty about you know and I just accepted my back acne and here I am now I'm like for fuck's sake like another thing and I don't want to be that I'm supposed to be strong like all the time and like that's just who I am and like that's my character online and who I am as a person so it's hard for me sometimes when there's these moments where I'm just like one after the other of things that you're yeah I'm like I'm supposed to be strong and this is breaking me a little to think of like do you even have a chance to think of the fact that this is another thing I have to consider which is my hearing can go completely be gone soon what happened left ear what happened on the plane so on the plane so here it is so when I bought my ticket this time I put in deaf or like partially deaf or whatever on the ticket there's two seats Mm -hmm. and I'm more closer to the window and there's a lot of noise on the plane and the stewardess is trying to talk to me and I can't hear her and normally at this point I'm just over it so I'm like I'm sorry pardon pardon I keep saying pardon and then I go and then she goes oh my my god right I'm so sorry because they know our seats because it's like in the business class so Mm -hmm. they like know your names or your seats and she goes right I'm so sorry and then she goes how did she do it she goes like do you want something to drink? She was like, she goes, do you want something to drink? Like so loud. And I'm thinking like, bitch, I'm deaf. I'm not slow. Like for fuck's sake, what is it? And I was just like, yeah, a Sprite. And then she walks away and I just sat there and I started crying. Because I was just like, I felt, and it wasn't because she thought I was slow or anything. It was, I started crying I started tearing up because I am emotional. I'm PMSing. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, fuck, is this going to be my life now? Like, And I felt – and by the way, here's the thing about humans. 
No one actually gives a shit about you. No, no. one's thinking about you. No. When you think you're having your worst moments of your life, no one even pays attention. They're all worried <laughs> on, about themselves and their IBS and whatever. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, Everyone heard it. Everyone on the plane heard this. Everyone's I'm like, so- that stupid girl. <laughs> I'm humiliated. I'm so embarrassed. And then the guy next to me looks at me and he goes, what do you smell like? And I'm like, as I'm crying, I'm like, what? And he goes, what do you smell like? And I'm like, fuck, I smell too. Like in my brain, I'm like, are you joking? And then he goes, no, what perfume are you wearing? It smells so good. And I'm like, Chanel. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this right now. You know, I'd rather someone... Who says, what do you smell like? That's creepy as shit. I'd be like, I need a new seat. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. And Tears. Like, what do you Sadness. Sm- what do you smell like? I said, what do you smell or like? Or you'd say, like, what perfume are you wearing? If you really you really need to. But also, absolutely not. I don't like that at all. I don't I know, like that. I was just like, I'm not. I can't do this. <laughs> and then I was just crying, feeling sorry for myself. And I hate those moments, but it's fine. You need to do it. I need it. to do it more often. Like, I broke my right hands. And I'm Did you not I'm cry? Recovering. No, I was laughing because it was a whole thing. And I'll talk about it on your podcast. I'm about to go on <laughs> Now I feel like an, a loser for crying about going No, back. no, no, no. But I'm saying it wasn't. It was more than afterwards after I made fun of it. Then I'm stuck with like no right hand. So, you know, during the day, if like you drop something or you rip something or you can't open something and it's annoying. Imagine like a hundred times throughout the day. So like I would just like I'd try to open something and I'd spill something and I'd just be like, I can't, I can't, ah! and it's like yeah. the littlest thing. So or I'd have, have to cried. ask my husband to do it. I haven't fully cried. It's more been like to, I want to punch you a to wall. Cry for me. I think I need to cry too. It, it would just make me feel better. Actually, science, science tells you the men, something happens in their body where they get repulsed by you physically if you cry too much. Like if you're, if you go from help me he wants to save you. Yeah. To, <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> Wait, yeah, really? Scientifically, I forgot where I read this research. If your tears are a little too many tears, it's something in his body that makes them turned off. Like <laughs> if he had a heart on, he'll get soft. If the MPH of your tears is too fast. <laughs> but like, it's crazy when you're crying. It's literally your body releasing stress. Yeah. But that's what happened. I didn't cry. I've been holding off crying. It is and a- I started crying because I was feeling sorry for myself on the plane with a guy that asked me what I smell like. Crying alone is an orgasm for your eyes. It's kind of like, Aww. I feel like crying is like masturbating. Like you shouldn't do it in front of too many people. I rather not. Yeah. I don't want, I don't like people feeling sorry for myself. No, crying alone is good because then like you let it out. You can start again if you want. You could look at yourself in the mirror crying. That's fun. When you're like, uh, looking I, at yourself sad. Yeah. If you don't look at yourself in the mirror, did you even cry? Well, I didn't look at myself in the mirror on the plane. Well, you couldn't. Right. Because there was a guy next to me that asked me what I smelled that was like. Smelling and I'd your hair. not get in his way. I was trying to point. snip your hair off and create a voodoo doll with it. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I, I love our life lessons. We love talking about business and shit, but you talk about how you're always like chasing the next goal, the next goal, the next goal. You've hit so many milestones in your career already. And I guess you're starting to reflect like the happiest times in your life probably were not always just because you hit a milestone. Yeah. And it's, is there something, it's something really weird every time you hit your destination. Mm. It's not a it's final a, destination. Because everyone always tells you it's about the journey. I'm always like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's bullshit. Everyone says that. But it really is because when you hit the destination, you're like, oh, now what? It's a temporary high that's like really like quick and little. Even like ha- like you're talking about all the problems that happen same. Like I feel like I'm always – there's always something happening. You can either live your life waiting for all of it to go away and it never will. Or you can fucking find contentment in the like the ups and downs. Yeah. I know. And the thing is, I needed that moment to feel sorry for myself. And I don't regret crying on the plane. No, you, and would, also, you would have cried about something else stupid, but if you didn't. didn't give a shit. No. No, one, no one noticed it. No one was sitting there thinking, that's embarrassing. That girl's pathetic. Oh, she's deaf. What a loser. You know, I'm no s- one cared. I'm so embarrassed of crying. Like I watched, the, do you remember the movie I, Tanya? Yeah, I've never with seen more, it. It's, it's like an ice skating movie with Margot Robbie. Yeah. And I get there and it was like kind of like a premiere thing. It's like people are dressed up. We're all sitting in this like intimate theater at like Soho House or some shit. I sit down. I'm so excited to watch Margot Robbie. And the movie's like so fucking triggering to me. Like. Because you're an athlete. As an athlete. Like her coaches are yelling at her. And like I started having like a visceral reaction. Like I start 
like like I'm making noises and I try to pretend that I'm like coughing, but I'm like crying. <laughs> That's even worse. Like- and then through the whole movie, I'm trying to like make it look like so when the lights go on, all my friends can see me and I don't look like I've been sobbing for 40 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I just remember being like, I gotta go. And I left, but like I literally was just too embarrassed when honestly, like I wish I could have just been like, this is really hard Which for me. Which is so silly. Because oh, so the movie's supposed to evoke emotion. No, but it's random trauma in ourselves that we haven't had time or haven't thought about releasing and yeah. crying it out. And that's what happened. It triggered something that you never healed. And that's what I mean. Like having this conversation right now and talking about my reaction on the plane, it feels silly. But because I'm able to say it out loud, it's I'm not a prisoner yeah. of something I felt shame but about. But also I could think of embarrassing about I could it. think of 10 things that happened to me in the last week that made me want to cry that were way less intense than like what you experienced. Way less intense? Oh, that's nice. I thought you were going to I say mean, no, you were words. dealing with like a public thing and she was calling it's not out that it's it's the realization like, "Oh my god, is this going to be my life now?" Yeah. Like, I'm, it's just I don't know. I think I'm still processing it. I, I'm not cuz normally if I talk about things, especially on my podcast, it's after the fact, mm-hmm. like, okay, th- this happened to me and this however and came this is what in. I learned. And right yeah. now it's, I'm in the middle of it where I have to just, I mean, it's not a big deal because I could literally just get a hearing aid, <laughs> but it, it makes me feel, I just didn't realize it's another thing. So over time about. it's gotten worse? Yeah, I think, I think I was 20% hearing and you were born uh, in like my that? left. Yeah, I only found out, I only realized that I was deaf in my left ear as a teenager. Like yeah. I never, it was never an issue for me before and I didn't care. But I never thought that over time I would probably start losing the hearing more and more. And realizing now that's probably like 5% is really wild. But it's kind of interesting to me. I was thinking, I wonder how regular people hear. I was like, damn, have I not never been able to hear what you people, what you guys I was low-key jealous. I'm like, you don't have to hear all the stupid shit everyone's saying on your left side of your body. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> like if someone's annoying you, you're like, can you go to this side? <laughs> but it's hard to explain this to people because when you say, oh, sorry, I can't hear you, I'm I'm deaf. In my left ear or I'm a little, I'm deaf, I feel like it's the same as when people say, oh, I'm so blind. Yeah. So I don't think people, I, then I don't yeah, know how to explain Yeah, people think myself. you're like, oh, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, I, and it's also weird because they're like, you have the other ear, but that's not how the body's not supposed to just hear from one side. Yeah. I understand cool. your anxiety though, like, because I have panic attacks based just off of like physical stuff that I can't control. So like when I broke my hand, I started having a panic attack because I'm like, I've, I I can't control what's going on with me. We're like, so you with the ear, it's like you can do everything you can, but it's something physical that's just like happening to you. Exactly. That's what. So you feel this weird out of control feeling of like, fuck, like I'm me, but I can't. Like, I can't fix my fucking hand right now. Where, like, when if it's emotional, thing, like, you know, when you get nervous, you're like, okay, calm down. Or, like, you get scared, you're like, it'll be okay. But when you can't hear in your ear, you can't be like, oh, let's fucking just snap our fingers and get it yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. And there's other people involved and you don't want to annoy them and then you feel just True. embarrassed. Or you can, like, lean in fully, get, like, a, a really cool hearing aid and become, like, a influencer who promotes... Yeah, somebody kind of on uh, Love Island UK from last season has. Uh, she's fully deaf. Wow. And she has a hearing aid. Yeah. She Can you speak in sign language? No, but uh, I should learn at this point. Maybe. <laughs> but it is. It is. I wonder how many people, like even listening to the pod, oh, have those little things about them that might not be like fully capable. Like you're able passing. Someone would call it. I think. I wouldn't say able pass. I'm deaf in my left ear. You're definitely like, but like if I look because you don't have stuff, it, oh. it, like you're passing like as if you don't have any ear like okay. problems. Yeah. But you do. Right. <laughs> well, that that all is like very American with the whole something passing. Yeah. I don't think I just never understood. Like, I don't think we should judge yeah. a book by its cover regardless. True. But I rather keep it to my. I don't need anyone to feel sorry for me. When I cried, it's because you're right. I I lost control, and I like to be in control. And it was frustrating that I can't fix the situation on my own, and I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me or treat me differently. Mm-hmm. Like talking slower and louder, and moving your hands. I just said I just want a sprite. Just a sprite, okay? 
<laughs> Not a show. I didn't ask for a show. I asked for a Sprite. Thank you. And also, but you survived it. We cannot <laughs> laugh about it. <laughs> we cried. We laughed. And you're going to have similar experience that happen with you in the future. It's with It's fine. I feel fine now, actually. I feel better that I shared it. And also, like, you sharing your experience with your hand and you getting a pandemic makes me feel better. I think it's nice. You know, it's so nice to share things like this because even if someone can't relate to the hand or the ear, mm-hmm. there's so many worse things. Wait, can I share my story of something similar that happened when I skied? Yeah, of course. Or were you going to ask me something that's like life-changing? No, no. But for people who don't know, I talked about it on Giggly Squad, but I did. I hurt my hand. They say it's like might be a little fracture. It's going to be fine. But it's funny because when I hurt my hand, I was with my husband and he just starts filming it. And we just naturally start laughing. And the guy was like, is she crying? And he's like, no, she's laughing. And he's filming. I'm like, babe, this is not like whatever. Are you so happy you filmed it? It's so funny. But then I felt all this pressure. I was like, okay, I have to announce to everyone that I broke my hand. And I have all this video footage. And I'm like in pain. And I was editing this video with like my left hand. And I was like, how do we make this the most Oh my God, right. I know. It's, dude. So I finally posted the video. I decided, like, I was going down that ski, whatever thing it's called. It was long. Like, I cut it down to like a second. It was like, I was going down for like five minutes. Where were Vancouver. I was there for comedy and all I did was bitch about skiing every single set. And I just posted a video of one of the sets just shitting on skiing. How I'm like, how are you so bored and terrified at the same time? It's a stupid sport. And then next thing you know, the ski gods rallied against me. It's really what happened on or do you do your list? I was on a green. (laughs) <laughs> and I was feeling cocky and it was my first run of the day and I didn't want to be there. And I hit like every what I don't know what I, I just fell. And when you fall with skiing, there's no like right way to fall. So like when you fall, you just like pray. And I fell and like my body kind of landed on my hand and I just kind of crushed my hand. But that's what I mean. I feel like it's hard not to laugh. I like I laughed so hard when I saw it because your video is so brilliant. <laughs> She's like, let's go skiing. <laughs> But it matched like, like bad girls do it well. Yeah, and then it's you just getting carried out. And Which I happened. Like, I really was like, I just hurt my hand. Everything else was fine, but I started having a full on panic attack where I had to lie down. So I'm like lying down in the middle of this place where people are just skiing by your head, and you're like, I think I'm gonna die. And I'm like, you have to call ski patrol. I can't ski down. Like I'm having a full panic attack. By the time they came, my panic attack was done, and I was like, I'm kind of just hungry. That is so <laughs> funny. That's so funny. What happened with your ski situation? Okay, so this was years ago when I was dating my uh, cheating ex. He was we were back together. Whatever weekend, we decided to celebrate by going to Mammoth or Big Bear, one of those snow places. And I was like, wait, I'm not really good at skiing. He's like, don't worry, baby. I'll teach you. Forgot about me within two seconds. And the snow was gone. I was like, where do you go? I don't know. So anyway, then, oh, he says, he goes, don't worry, I'll teach you. So we go up somewhere high. <gasps> And then everyone leaves me. No. So I don't really know how to ski. And then I know the one time I tried to snowboard. And when I snowboarded, I was really high. And I snowboarded into a tree. So I was no. like, oh, this time I'll ski. How hard can it be? You just cross your legs into an X. Yeah. So I do that. And then after a while, like, I just keep falling and falling yeah. and falling. And I was like, I'm really over this. And I guess we went really high up. And they say, don't take off your stuff, like your gloves or anything like that. Because you get you can get high altitude sickness yeah and i thought it was just like a myth like the clitoris (laughs) i was like that's not real i would know you know (laughs) i should be a comedian (laughs) so basically i tried to ski and i just keep okay this is what i did at one point i was so over it i'm so up high and i say fuck it what if i just try to roll down so I purposely yep. trip and just start rolling down <laughs> to try to get down the stupid hill. And then and then I don't roll down enough, but now I'm just covered in snow. And then I'm like, ugh, I just need to warm myself up by taking off my gloves and trying to warm my body yeah. by then removing. Because you're also freezing throughout all the trauma. Right, but I'm not processing that's what's happening. Yeah. So I remove my gloves. I remove my hat yeah. by trying to warm my hands. Yeah. Then I try to warm my body. And then apparently high altitude sickness, not a myth. 
So then something happens and I start like seeing stars and I start to get really dizzy and I'm getting really nauseous and something's wrong. Like I suddenly can't get up. I don't I don't even remember what it was, but so they had to call the ambulance. And your boyfriend's nowhere to be found. No. I hate him so much. He's having the time of his life. He should be filming you, making fun of you at this point. <laughs> I know. He would have clowned me. So the ambulance people come and they're like, okay, we have to bring you down the hill. I mean, it was really cool what you guys had. The toboggan. I, I wish I had that. So for me, they had to carry me by basically one guy holding one hand, no. the other guy holding the other hand. No. And then they're holding me like this and then just like skiing down the thing. And I kept feeling so nauseous. I was like, please hurry, please hurry, please hurry. So then they finally go all the way down to the ski area. Yeah. And then I had to sprint to the bathroom because I had to throw up. Mm-hmm. And I start throwing up really bad. And as I'm throwing up, I'm starting to get frostbite on my hand. No! So now it's, it's the point that it's past pain, it's burning. Burning, yep, that's how, what happened to so me. then I have to finish throwing up really quick, flush the water, and stick my hands into the toilet water because I couldn't even get up. This episode is so unhinged. <laughs> I couldn't get up, and then I stick my hands out and I throw up more. <laughs> then I finished, and I go back to return my gear. And at this point, I go to my locker, and of course, my shit's in the locker. I just want to put my shoes back on. And I want to go back to our room because yeah. I have no shoes, and I just want to kill myself. <laughs> and you know how—I don't know how much this, these things cost now, but you know how it's like a dollar for the locker, yeah. and some people cheap out. So I look above the locker, and I see all the shoes of the people that cheaped out, <laughs> and I see a pair of Uggs, and I say, fuck it. Today's the day I steal. So then I put on a pair of Uggs, not mine. So apparently the guy, whoever did, whoever left the Uggs out, they obviously regret it. It was almost my size. Somebody listening is like, that bitch stole my Uggs. So if you're listening, I stole your Uggs. You should have paid that dollar. (laughs) I sold the pair of Uggs and I walked back to the room. I took a Xanax and I passed out. And then like seven hours later, my boyfriend and his friend and my friend were finally back. And they're like, what'd you do today? And I was like, don't worry about it. Literally nothing. Like nothing. Just that is like such a typical day of water. skiing. Skiing, if you didn't cry, you didn't. I don't think I cried. I've cried multiple times skiing. It's just, it's not a sport. It is a leisure activity that some people are weirdly good at and enjoy. And some people, it's not worth it. The fact that I felt so over skiing that I decided to just roll down the snow is insane. <laughs> no, I've like, been down in my butt before. I've been like, fuck this. And, just, and then Des will be like, stop. And I'm like, I can't stop. So I just keep going. On your bum? On my butt. Okay. The <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? I just rolled. No, you just go on your butt. <laughs> you you, like you're like a sled. <laughs> the fact you rolled is so chaotic and beautiful. But that is the chaotic energy you bring to the world. And that is what I love about you. Violet, I'm about to go on your podcast now. Yeah. We're, this, we're doing our cross promos. You guys know it. You love it. Where can people follow you, listen to you, watch you? Give me the tea. You can follow me anywhere except to the snow. <laughs> don't follow me there. I'll mislead you. You can follow me on my Instagram, Violet Benson. My podcast, Almost Adulting, on every Tuesday and Thursday. I almost forgot. Uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, it's amazing. And there's a reason why we're, we're the number one mental health podcast for women. Yes. And you can also follow my meme account at Daddy Issues underscore. Obsessed with all of it. And... You could also listen to past episodes she's been on to get a full journey of how we got here today. Yes. And tune in to my episode of my podcast with Hannah because it's so good. Almost Adulting is next. And thanks, you guys, for coming to hell. As always, bye. Bye.